Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with another episode of the flagship, the Chick Foley Show. It's been a, it's been about a month, I think, since we got together. Between a month, yeah, it's been a while, really, since all of us, yeah, because we've been, oh, yeah, doing, we've been doing Chick quickies. Yeah, yeah we all kind of been like, doing yeah. our own thing. You know, we're like, uh, we're, we're we're like when you know Bray Wyatt, God rest his soul, when he kind of just you know it wasn't no animosity. He just broke up the Wyatt family, right? And everybody <laughs> yeah. went and did their own thing. So, you know, we've had, <laughs> we've had the whole line going, a couple Chick quickies mixed in. Marco killing it with open mic. Yeah, we've just been all over the map. But we are all four back and uh, ready to talk some wrestling. But before we do that, let's introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. I, I, I was actually taken aback that it's been a month since we've all talked. I guess because we, you know, kind of talk on and off behind the scenes. But uh, yeah, still. And we've be still been actively guys. podcasting. Yeah. Just, we <laughs> haven't got, you know, the, 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 the core, Power Rangers the core haven't cruise, combined. Yeah. Yeah. So how you been doing? I, I guess I'm doing okay. Um, you know, we, we got our butts kicked in flag football tonight. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer to, to start the night off. But Brett uh, played a good game, though. Yeah, Brett played a good Brett game. Brett played a good game. And some, I mean, some of my new plays I designed this week work like a charm, but it's just, yeah, you know. Yeah, six-year-olds trying to play flag football. It's just, it's a lot. And the group we got, we don't actually got a ton of six-year-olds. Yeah. You know? Brett just turned six. We, we have, like, I don't, I don't think we played a team younger than us. Yeah, we have uh, one guy that just turned five, and we have one guy that's actively four, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, we're, yeah. We're, we're just, you know, we don't, I don't got quite enough guns in the, uh, in, in the, the chamber, man, Surpri- or enough bullets in the chamber to, Surprisingly, uh, we have, we've hung with some teams, though. I mean, you we've know. We've done we, good, we've yeah. Done we good got blown compared. out tonight. There's only a game we've gotten blown out. I mean, we could be in, like, second and they only, place. And they only really had one awesome player but we won't even get into all that but yeah it was just we'll save that for the goal line yeah uh marco how you been dude uh doing good just uh chilling over here like you just said earlier just you know cranking out some uh some interviews and stuff like that and hopefully have some more coming down the pike again you know we we were just talking a little bit before this i have sheena coming on for a a halloween special her and um over the moonsault casey We'll be doing that. We'll be talking all things Halloween. So that be that should be fun. And uh, just to say, I, I think I said this on the Raw Down. I was like, actually, no, I was in an interview with uh, Ace Field because uh, that one's coming out soon. But I kind of like equate the Chick Foley show to like now, like a pay per view. And we do like the yeah. TV. So like <laughs> the open mic TV show, you have the goal line TV show, the yeah. Chick Cookie TV show, and then like the pay per view. <laughs> happens and then that's when you get sheena she's like the roman reigns coming in that. she makes a one-time appearance and then she takes yeah. off <laughs> it's definitely been a busy uh busy <laughs> last that's funny dude. busy like, last couple we're like months the man. We're luckily like, we've we're, yeah you guys are like solo and uh i'm like solo you're you're the usos uh the pod no, warriors the and we're just doing our own thing until roman comes back into the fold that's what's up that's i like so it man. i dig it uh jordan what's going on with you dude yeah, man, everything's good here. Um, I went to a concert last night. Uh, peek nice. behind the curtain. Tell us what concert, Tell us what concert it was. Yeah. I went Taylor to Nick, Swift. 
I went to Nickelback last night, and yeah, I know everybody fucking hates on them, but dude, they <laughs> put on a killer dude. show, man. They, they're so good. I, it just became the popular thing for everybody to hate them. Yeah. I've seen them quite they're a like few the times. They're they're awesome, but uh, these three were supposed to record without me last night, and I shot Stella a text, and I said, "Hey, don't go to sleep tonight. I, I need to <laughs> I need to be on this week." So everybody didn't shit on AEW. You need somebody <laughs> in here to make sure the show stays afloat. Jordan Jordan put the word into our beautiful daughter Stella, and she did the rest. Man, yeah. kept this freaking uh, <laughs> on the hook till she close to what I, like about two o'clock. Yeah, right? we, we were. It was late when we finally called it and was like, "Dude, we're not going to start the podcast right now." We so. got Mark out on the East Coast. I always feel so guilty. So he's already out. You know, yeah. even when we're doing it on time, it's already kind of you know starting to burn the midnight oil for uh, for Marco. So if we get any kind of delays, we're really kind of screwing him over. Have but. <laughs> <laughs> if, I mean, if you listen, yeah, if you listen uh, to the uh, yeah, and back to Nickelback, man, I I do I think you guys are right, man. I think they've definitely got a lot of undeserved hate. They're not like necessarily my awesome. cup of tea, but I don't think they've ever been. You know, they're a totally fine mainstream rock. Yeah, band, they're not right? repug yeah. or anything. It's it just, just it yeah. became like a meme, man. They were like, you know, the way L.A. Night is over was the way that Nickelback is uh, not hated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sheena, tell us what's new on the forum. Uh, not a whole lot, you know, it's kind of winding down, but, uh, we are, I am harvesting loofahs, you know, and you guys like, you know, like loofahs, like you wash your body and wash your dishes, like the little scrubby pads. I grew some, I grew some last year, but I started them late and a lot of them didn't get to fully, uh, mature, but this year I was on top of it and, uh, growing lots of loofahs. So if you go to penny.acre, you can follow all my, like, you know, my homesteading crap over there. So, uh, good stuff. So you can actually see what what we're doing but that's what that's what's happening right now harvesting are, are these loof- harvesting loofahs are, are these loofahs like better for you like than like a store-bought loofah is these do these give me like some like super moon vibes where like oh, bro. i'm dude, scrubbing yes. my butthole of course they're these. better dude yeah you don't want to be scrubbing your balls with microplastics All right, dude like send, you know, me those some, little- send me some loofah sheets dude, I'm, gonna, loofah. I'm gonna i'm gonna hand yes i'm gonna hand sew you with like organic cotton thread like a nice little loofah pad that would dude. be a nice little gift for dude, uh I, well five-year anniversary gift for Marco and Jordan. Yeah, I'll give up, you a dude. nice little ball scrubber. Make sure we hook up yeah. the, uh, nice. the five watts also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, they are, uh, they're, they're compostable. So once they, you know, once they finally, if they've scrubbed their last butthole, then you can just, you know, put them right and put them right in your compost bin. They're biodegradable, plastic free. And yeah, they don't have any like, all toxic chemicals or microplastics or anything. So yeah, they're way better for you, way better for the environment. Um, so yeah, you, you guys will get a care package. Jordan's gonna want one with a stick on it so he can get some really get inside his nooks and crannies. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll put yeah, I'll put one on a stick. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a live review in the Foley fam. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. Join our Foley fam and all the fun stuff we have going on over in our private Facebook group at ChickFoley.com. And the links to all of our Pod Foundation brethren are over there, too. We got Coming Down the Aisle, Extra Cooler, and all the content that they're pumping out over at Turnbuckle Tavern. So Yeah, Turnbuckle Tavern, too bad, Chads. We love you guys. We know y'all are Team AEW all the way, and I give you guys shit just good-naturedly. But, uh, but yeah, man, love what you guys do for the really the overall wrestling community. We're really starting yeah. to see uh, their numbers kind of really go up the last couple months. That's great to see because for the longest time, I was like, dude, these guys are pumping out such high-quality content, and I just yeah. hope it's finding the... 
the eyeballs and the ear holes that it should. And dude, the Chad's put in so much work, like making all the, the podcast collateral, like all the stuff that you got to make, like all the graphics mm-hmm. and the, you know, the reels and all the, the things that you have to put out to market your, your podcast. So shouts to them, dude. They, they make me feel guilty sometimes the amount of effort they put on, you know. I, know. Just, <laughs> I mean, we, we put we, our logo on a title photo. And we just, put a lot of effort into, I mean, we do put a considerable amount of effort in like the planning and stuff. And I, I think we do a good job, but they do a great job, man. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, before, uh, you know, I don't know. It, life has gotten exponentially more complicated for us over the years. We were doing a lot more prior to like 2022, man. We were doing a lot more, but it's just, yeah. It's, and the, the thing about it is, man, I feel like really, like you guys kind of, you you and, uh, you know, the original co-host, you guys kind of started at a good time. It was still crowded at that time, but it felt like there was still a lot of room. It really feels like in the last like two or three years, I think a lot of it probably had to do with the pandemic. You was having yeah. free time. Yeah, it just felt absolutely. like there's so many more. It became such a crowded field, you know, and we've been fortunate that, you know, we really kind of built this off your back, Sheen, that, you know, you gave us such a good platform to kind of launch the podcast off yeah. of. And then it like it, it gave a high leaping off platform for stuff like open mic and stuff like the goal yeah. line Yeah. Um, to just, you know, you're already starting off with a built in fan base. It's, it doesn't have to look to find your stuff. It's right. getting kind of passively delivered to them. And then all you got to do is just give them something to entertain them. So. You know, pat on the back to two bad chads and a pat on the back to Sheena. Uh, oh, we can go and get the plugs for the uh, the side projects out. Marco, uh, give a quick plug for for open mic and for the raw down over with the uh, with the tavern boys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, last week we had our uh, 100th episode. So I'm a two time 100 episode champion. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's a double triple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We had uh, Sheena join us uh, on that. We did kind of a little bit of a retrospective and then, you know, talked about some current uh wwe stuff but uh obviously me and jay bone you'll hear us tomorrow night anthony is um indefinitely suspended from the uh from the raw down we uh we put the word in and now he's gone so it's just me now he's uh he's uh doing his uh he he's, he has his uh semester in college and stuff like that internships you know just sideline reporting for the jets no big deal for, uh, yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> for he's such a polished broadcaster he's probably the most like actually polished broadcaster mm. out of the whole All pod foundation yeah. family dude so yeah very very bright future for him he's he's like he's the nick wayne of the pod foundation yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely and uh obviously new episode out right now the uh open mic with uh with uh kyle peterson that was uh that was uh, he's a good dude, man. Yeah, that guy's cool. fun. Man. A good dude. Yeah, I really like Kyle's that guy. Long time Foley uh, fan member. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, uh, I think this. Well, probably not this week. I'm gonna. We'll probably move it. But I have. Uh, we'll give the next two heel Liz. I have her coming up, and then Ace Field will be my next. Will be after that. So two more awesome. interviews. Hope I'm working on some other ones. But uh, after that, we'll have the uh, Halloween episode. Um, be fun. After that, so yeah. Crazy cool, thing. What's, go- what's going on over at the goal line? Jordan, uh, yeah, I got give you. Us a, give us a heads up. No, you're good. Taylor Swift. So, uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, con- no, all the Swifty content no, your heart desires. No, <laughs> our numbers no, did go up twenty five percent the week after we went heavy with the Taylor Swift talk. Man, <laughs> can't ignore that. No, that's Damn. not why. Yeah. That's not. That's not why. That, the Taylor we, Swift we, rub. We plugged that episode pretty hard, so no, that's not why. Uh, <laughs> we, as usual, me and Seth record every Monday night, and it releases on Tuesday morning. Um, you can find us on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, uh, goal underscore line underscore pod, and on Instagram at the goal line football show. So, yeah, give us a listen. All right. I think that's it for housekeeping. You guys ready to talk some wrestling? Let's yeah. go. 
All right. So you guys want to kick it off with NXT? I no say we mercy? just go in chronological order. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what, what night? This was Saturday night, right? Saturday night. I feel, I feel like it was a long mm-hmm. weekend. So it, it felt like I was. I felt like I was watching wrestling for basically <laughs> like seventy-two straight hours between you know, going from SmackDown all the way into Raw. It was just nonstop. Yeah. So we'll kick it off with NXT No Mercy. What were your guys' overall thoughts? I'll start with you, Seth. What was your overall thoughts of the event as a whole? <laughs> NXT is back, man. I'm, I can proudly say that I was kind of, you know, pounding the drumbeat for NXT uh, a while back. Now it's really kind of starting to get some some serious love from all the wrestling fans. But that was the closest thing I felt like we've had to a takeover since mm. the black and gold uh, yeah. kind of went up in smoke. It felt, it felt very takeover. It was yeah. good, man. Still a shame, but, yeah. you know, great freaking, you know, tip of the cap to Shawn Michaels, dude. Like, he is building something special down there. And he's not doing it with all-stars from the indies. That's, for the yeah. most part, it's homegrown. Now, some of those yep. guys, like Carmelo, a few others, they, they had a little bit of experience on the indies, but for the most part... These guys, they're bringing in, developing in the you know the WWE style and letting them go. So it, it's been a lot of fun to watch and, and bringing and bringing people like Becky and Dom back down to freaking <laughs> and Bar- even Baron Corbin, dude, bringing them back down to NXT. Yeah, dude. it feels organic, dude. Like the WWE universe, that should really be a thing. It should be like its own kind of little world where stuff like that happens. And they've done a great job like that in NXT, um, way more than they have on Raw and SmackDown. So I just you know I, I loved it. I gave it two thumbs up. Marco Jordan, were you guys sports entertained? Uh, of course, always with uh with NXT. Uh, we we joke about on the Raw down. J Bone does not watch NXT at all. Uh, still haven't convinced him to do so, and I think he should definitely from this past weekend show. Um, it was it was it felt like like every single match on that uh, mattered. Like if you were like yeah. if you're following every you know every NXT TV up until that you know that show this past weekend. You could definitely tell, like there was like payoffs for the most part um, with these matches. With you know, with Trick winning the title, um, you know, Becky. That was a surprise to me. Yeah, dude. that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Becky and you know um, Tiffany put on like a a hell of a hardcore match, man. An awesome match, man. So um, awesome. My wife was uh, amazed at um, Tiffany Stratton's uh, gear choice. But uh, we'll <laughs> we'll keep yeah, it PG. We all were. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, as a woman, I, I will speak as a woman, so none, none of you guys get in trouble or anything. But dude, so you know, most women, you know, they wear they can wear the little booty shorts and like the real cheeky trunks and everything. Yeah. But most women will wear like tights underneath, you know, just to like kind of hold everything in for oh, yeah. support and also just to make sure, like you know, you nothing's see quite like, as much. It's not quite as um, revealing. Uh, yeah, it's like you know, it's viscous, man. Yeah. It's just right there. You feel like you can just reach out and grab. It. Yeah, and so like yeah, t- <laughs> Tiffany Tiffany was not wearing any tights. I loved so like it, it, it was, was like time. it was Tiffy yeah, time. it was. I felt like I should be paying for her OnlyFans or something. Dude. Oh I was like, God. whoa, because like dude, the camera was like right up in her snatch, dude, and I was like, holy smokes, <laughs> she so. looked like a million bucks, man. Yeah, I mean, she. Oh, I mean, boy. yeah, she looked looked a freak amazing, but yeah, I just could not focus on anything else because every time she turned around, dude, it was just like you know ass right there in your <laughs> face like like straight up bare ass like untidied um but uh yeah so let's just jump into the matches so we had Blair we didn't, we didn't get jordan's take yet dude. well i offered to let him we i want to hear the nxt grinch i want to hear him well, say he enjoyed this show <laughs> did you enjoy the show jordan i did it, it was very good uh Tiffany Stratton closing it out with no tights on definitely made the entire night for me. Um, I, I was I was sitting there like a little lackluster. Um, I mean, out the the title match was absolutely incredible. 
Ilja and uh, um, Mello just. Oh my god, dude! We'll, we'll talk about it, but yeah. I mean, it, I felt like it really picked up the last two matches. Um, I like Trick and um, uh, Dom, but dude, we'll talk. We'll get into it more, but just still, Dom does nothing for me at all. So, okay, yeah, so we'll start there. Okay, so Trick Williams defeated Dirty Dom Mysterio uh, for the NXT North American Championship. I was really surprised by this. I even, like, in my picks, I had Dom going over Trick Williams. I just thought, I don't know, like, I just thought it was going to be some sort of situation where, like, you know, he couldn't win and Carmelo, I don't know. I thought there was, this was going to sow the seeds of dissension between him and Carmelo, uh, but... Yeah, didn't happen. Trick won, and uh, so I kind of I was expecting Trick to win just because it's it's kind of basic pro wrestling booking. If you have to make some replacement on the fly, almost always that person's going over, right? Like if you ever see like a mystery opponent get inserted at the last minute, they always got to go over because you feel it's kind of just like a booking rule that you got to give the fans something better than what they were originally going to get. Because you know, up until two weeks ago, this was supposed to be Mustafa Ali's match. Yeah going against Dom, yep. but Trick got inserted in there. And I really think that's kind of what they were following, that old school rule, because, you know, Trick won the belt Saturday night, and he turned around and lost it last night mm-hmm. to uh, to, to Dom. Dom. So, yeah, I think it was just, yeah. uh, you know, they did it for the live fans there. And it also kind of leveled up Trick, because now he is a former yeah. champ. You know, he he did his part. You know, him and Melo were kind of rolling in to take care of business, and he did his part, and Melo obviously came up short. I got a little bit of a hot take, man. I, I've, I've seen this sentiment building up a little bit in the, the online community as well. Dude, I think when the dust settles, I think Trick Williams can end up being a bigger star than uh, than Mello, man. Like, dude, he's got a little bit more size on him. And even though Mello is way more polished in the ring right now, I feel like Trick's kind of got that intangible, like that connection with the audience, dude. He's got a way of selling with the facial expressions and stuff. I just feel like, you know, Mello's almost too good, right? He's almost so good that you can't really relate, whereas Trick's just got that... Uh, that kind of human underdog type element yeah. where you just rooting for this guy. And obviously the whoop that trick chant yeah. is, uh, <laughs> is huge, man. Like that just sets it off, dude. That's just, you know, that that's just a little chef's kiss on top there. But yeah, dude, I think when all said and done, and I think Melo's going to be great yeah. too. This isn't uh, like a Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty situation. I just, um, I just think it's going to end up being, you know, trick just has a little bit higher potential, a little bit higher ceiling on the main roster. Oh, I thought we lost Jordan. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I, I heard um, another podcast I was listening to. They they mentioned that thing. And I was thinking, like, that's a real hot take. And then you you also kind of agree with Trick kind of being a little bit better than Mellow in the long run. So Where are you guys at on, on Trick and Mellow long-term potential? I, I still think Mellow is the best young star they it's have. Him. I yeah. just I don't Mellow's know. just got so much charisma. Dude, there's just – and he's so good in the ring. Like, I'm not saying Trick's not. I think Trick's going to be good too. But, dude, Melo is just – I mean, that dude has main event written all over him. Melo like, is funny, yeah. dude. He's definitely leaps and bounds ahead of Trick in the ring. I definitely don't think I'm, – I'm, I'm just thinking long term, I think Trick might end up being able to get, I think you know, so. a little bit more over as a baby face. But, yeah. but Melo is – they're both incredible, dude. Like, it's just – and, they, and, you know, they got a bunch of other good prospects down there. All the guys in Chase U got a little something going. Braun Breaker, obviously, he he's main roster ready at any moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just love what they're doing down there. Where, do you, where are you at, Marco, on Trick versus Mello? Um, I think I'm with you on the long, long term. It's going to be Trick. I think it's going to be the more, um, more successful out of the two as far as main event. Because I, I look at it this way. You put, put – if they were to put Carmelo – on the main roster right now and have him go for a world title. 
do you see him beating Seth Rollins or 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 having a chance, I should say, of beating Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns? Or do you see maybe not, maybe see not Trick? Roman? Maybe I could maybe I could see, see him beating Rose. Seth, but not not Roman. Do you see sure. do you see Trick beating? Do you see him beating one, but not the other? But I see Trick beating either either one of them if they were if in long term if they're you know. Not, not I don't know if I'm there, anyway. man. I, get, I, I thought I was high on trick, man. I guess we got Marco's <laughs> leading the. Uh, yeah. Now he's trick, really man, that trick. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying right now if they were like to put the full force, you know, like machine behind him, you know, it's ramping up to WrestleMania, ball, all that type of stuff. I would say, I would say that 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 type of thing, not like now, like now, now. But I'm saying like I think, I'm trying to avoid the size thing. That's a whole thing. It's a size. Nah, it's a size I got thing, you. dude. I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, I got it, you. it. Just comes up all the time. I I didn't want to bring it up, but. It's a size thing, dude. It's it's the even though wrestling isn't believable, it's a it's it's wrestling believability. That's how that's yeah. how I go with it. Like I don't see, see- to me, man. I still feel like I feel like even though he's bigger, I feel like he's more of the underdog just because Melo is so good, man. I mm-hmm. I see. I I feel like maybe maybe Melo could be the better heel, and maybe Trick could be the better babyface. Maybe I think that's so. how it ends up shaking out, but. They're both great, man. It's going to be, they're already kind of planting the seeds that it looks like Melo is going to turn on Trick. That's at least kind of what they were hitting at last night. And even a little bit with that that kind of show ending, a uh, little mini angle they shot to, to close out No Mercy. Uh, that's going to be heartbreaking, man. That's going to be heartbreaking, but I think uh-huh. it's going to be incredible matches once once it goes down. Well, shouldn't they work together for a little while before? Like, you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't well, I mean, it be they've better? they've been together could- for a while. Oh, yeah. But I'm- you know, wouldn't it be like if they were like, you know, tag champs or something, you know? Like- yeah. I mean, they've been together for the last two years pretty much. But, yeah, yeah. it looks like we're kind of using a little slow burn heel turn for uh, for Carmelo. All right. Any other thoughts on uh, Trick versus Dom? I think we're kind of – I don't really have any other big – I kind of got all my takes out off of, off of No Mercy now. That Ilja and – uh and mellow match that was, that was instant awesome, match dude. that may be the best match wwe's put on this year dude, across Il- all three brands yeah is just Damn. insane yeah. dude. like he's an absolute beast dude i I've, I've been a fan of him like ever since the freaking nxt uk days yeah. but yeah he's he's awesome he has leveled up so much man i mean really it's probably you know you could take any of you know gunther's two or three best matches and Mix them in with both uh, Carmelo versus Dragunov matches, and that's probably your your match of the year candidates for WWE. Maybe yep. uh, maybe go Rhea and Charlotte from Mania in there, but mm. yeah, they have set a very high bar with the first two matches they've had so far. Hopefully, we get a part three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That that match was a banger. That was definitely a match of that card for me, and I, and I enjoyed the women's match. That was probably. Mm, it, it's up there for me for the women's match of the year. Honestly, that was probably one of the best. It was yeah. really it was good. It was good. They had a tough job going out there and following that uh, the the NXT Championship match, but they gave us something totally different, which yeah. was you know just as great in its own way. Yeah, it was really good. I I really enjoyed that. Um, I didn't finish my take on Dom, dude. I just I don't get it, man. I just I don't understand it at all. I, I know why he is where he is, but. I, dude, the dude does nothing for me at all. I just, I don't get it. I, I'll, I'll never I crack that, up that's at the crowd reactions. Understand. Yeah, I crack up at the crowd reactions. I kind of agree with you. I'm fine with him doing what he's doing now. I feel like once the judgment day kind of just disbands and this thing is over, he needs to go down to NXT for about a year or two yeah. and really kind of find himself. I think if it, you know, I had said originally back in 2020 when he was coming up that once the, 
once the Seth and Ray storyline ended, I thought he was going to be uh, lost in the woods. So he's already kind of exceeded my expectations, but sure. um, I don't think he's at a point where he can stand on his own. I agree with you, man. I think he's got to be, you know, the the freaking the the shit talker, the person everybody hates the most in some sort of faction situation. I just don't think the the charisma and the in-ring work is there for him to be a complete solo act. Yeah, he has improved agree. a lot, yeah. but I just, I think he needs to go down to NXT and just, you know, just cook for a little bit, man. And maybe, maybe he's, it'll work out. Yeah. He's definitely doing a lot better in the ring as far as, uh, cause that match with him and Dragon Lee on Monday night raw last week was amazing. Yeah. If anyone hasn't yeah, watched he has that, improved. it was good, man. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think Dom has what it takes to be a solo act at the moment, but I've loved what he's done. I loved the whole him and Rhea dynamic. I loved when they were like breaking in on Ray or Ray Mysterio's holiday parties and like you know just like I, <laughs> going to jail. Yeah, going to jail and stuff. Like I I, I have loved everything that Dom's done for that with for the Judgment Day. So uh, I'm not going to shit on Dirty Dom, but uh, yeah, I do think he needs some work to just level up. One thing before we move to uh, to Sunday night in AEW, what do you guys think of the news that that came out over the over the last twenty four hours that Jade is going to be uh, part of the Raw roster? Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not surprised. Mm. Yeah, I like it. I, w- I was hoping she was going to NXT. Man, I thought you could have her come in NXT, mm. do you know cheat if you want to, but have her kind of squash Becky and get that belt and do both, man. Like you can kind of be on NXT and get your reps with with a bunch of matches down there while also appearing on Raw from time to time just to kind of wreck shit. Yeah, I thought we would see her on Saturday. I thought she, like, after that yeah. after that Tiffany, because it was going to be the main event. After as soon as Tiffany they announced and, women were main event, yeah, I was thinking we were going to see Jade uh, come out to confront Becky at the end of it. Yeah. They, they, put, they put her right to the... Uh, Right to the main roster and right to championship gold. That's my Well, didn't they say she's going to appear on um, on Monday? I think this is such bullshit, dude. Like, just do. I mean, I guess they I know they're, I try, they're trying to they get. Did they say she's going to appear? On I thought Monday? it was saying. I thought it was. Uh, they announced that she's. I didn't think I think no, because I don't, I don't think we're going to see her till the Rumble, dude. I don't think uh, they. I, I bet we don't see her for I, a while. They announced she was going to be on Raw, but. Um, but we Maybe haven't heard when her, when her first appearance was, is going to be. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, that makes well, they, me feel a little better. So I was like, dude, why, the, I was like why are they freaking announcing like every move they're going to make no, with dude. Jade? Like, I feel like she, that's, that's a freaking misstep. No, Sheena, you misheard it. She's at Fastlane. She, she's going to be at Fastlane. Yeah, she's going to be there this weekend. Okay, okay. No, it's not rumored. It's confirmed. She's going to be at Fastlane. I knew, because I was... Yeah, I knew I heard it. I was like, dude, what was yeah. it that I saw earlier? Dude, yeah, all, you have to gonna... do, all you do is search it, and it's on Forbes and everything. Like, she's going to be a fast lane on Saturday. So that must be oh, a... It's, it's so annoying, huh. dude. Like, just let us have a moment where just oh, Jay just appears, she, hey, man. Sheena, you were right, dude. She's at, uh, according to this, reportedly scheduled for fast lane and upcoming Raw and SmackDown tapings. Yeah. Wow. See? I knew it wasn't crazy. Dude. I, I was think, like, I know I'm not feeling the best tonight. But. I think the surprise era mm-hmm. is it's just gone. dead because they want to have they want to have the eyeballs there. It's going to be few and far between. It's going to be situations like The Rock that they just really that, you know you're not going to see it very often though because they want to get the eyeballs there. I guarantee you, next yeah. time Rock's going to be there, we're going to see him. You know, um, you know, and and Rock's a big enough star that Rock may have told him like, hey, if I'm showing up, I want it to be a total surprise and just yeah. get the buzz going. Uh, it's dude, there's just too many options nowadays, man. Like you got to. You got to spoon feed people to get them to show up, and they got to be more creative. They got to make the surprise in how she shows up, you know. Like, yeah, they. Uh, uh, I think they just want to make it known that she's like. I mean, she's everywhere. ESPN, freaking, you know, Sports Illustrated, all, all these like outlets are like talking about her. There's no way they can keep it a secret of her showing up. They have to like, and they and there's gonna be like a they treat this as like a huge acquisition, so they're gonna put like a ton of shit behind her. 
Yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah. And I'm with you, Sheen. I agree, man. It'd be awesome if we went back to the surprises, but in my mind, I've kind of given up hope on yeah. that ever being social a thing media again. age. It ain't coming back. Like the only, only surprise you're gonna see is CM Punk showing up at Survivor Series. That's what, that's what you're gonna <laughs> dude. I'm telling that, you right now, it, happen, dude. I feel like it's gonna happen. That's, a, fucking, fucking, that's a fucking. That's a mistake. They go yeah. force against this Edge thing, dude. They're not did happy. Did you end up? Uh, <laughs> did you end up getting tickets, Jordan? For Survivor Series, Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah no, no, it just got too expensive, man. I. I don't know, man. It, it takes a lot for me to want to fork out five hundred dollars for any wrestling event, yes, let alone. I just tickets are five hundred dollars. Yeah, I paid. Yeah, I paid about yeah. that much last yeah. uh, last Damn. event series. Well, yeah, but you at least knew you were getting war games, like dude. That's true. That if if true. there's no war games, like I don't understand what the selling point is. And if CM Schmuck is coming back, <laughs> uh, I have no interest in seeing that. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. If, if that's what they're going to roll out for the big thing for Survivor Series, be, that's an instant pass. Before for me. we need, before we move on, who who. Do you guys think he's showing up now that all this like edge stuff is happening? And you God, can I hope not. clearly see WWE's like trying to do everything they can to like take the, the uh like the stuff away from AEW. I think they're gonna do it, dude. I, think they I don't know, dude. Off. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they did, but dude, the thing is, he can't wrestle no more, dude. Yeah. Like he he gets hurt every he gets time hurt, he takes a bump, and when he is in there, it doesn't look true. great. I just he is frail. I don't know what. He- Ads, and and the, it'd be one thing, but he also brings all the bullshit, dude, and all the drama. Well, I, think, so, I think that'll be dead if he's in WWE. I don't think yeah. that. I think he knows. I think he I did. What, I think he did what he was allowed to do in AEW. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily think that'll be there. I just, I don't really know what he adds, man. I wouldn't be shocked if they did it just to fucking do it. You see how they're loading up and they're making, you know, this is going to be the biggest episode of NXT yeah. of all time next Tuesday just because. AEW Dynamite's going head to head with them. Um, they got freaking John Cena and Cody and Paul Heyman are going to be on oh, NXT. Yeah, Cody's making a major announcement. Yeah, yeah, so I wouldn't put it past him just out of pettiness. But like, what would you even do with him? He's not going to fight Roman. I think the only two candidates to face Roman at Mania this year is The Rock and Cody. Triple H is done, so he can't ever have you know he can't have that blow off Triple H. I guess maybe know, CM Punk and Seth would be a big deal. Seth's been talking mad <coughs> shit about CM Punk, so maybe. Yeah, CM Punk and Seth would be a kind of big deal, but I'm, I'm I agree with you, Jordan. I don't want to see it, um, but I wouldn't be shocked if it happens. Let, let, let's go around the horn. I will say no. I don't think he shows up at Survivor Series. I don't think he shows up, Jordan. I don't think he shows up at all, dude. I know what you just said about like he was allowed to do what he wanted in AEW, but and you guys weren't watching WWE when he was a big deal in WWE. I mean, Marco was, but you and Shannon yeah. weren't. Dude, towards the end of his run, it kind of seemed like he was doing the exact same thing. Like he just did what he wanted, yep. and yeah. it, it, he mm. just took he his he's... ball and went home, dude. Yep. It, that this is the way this dude's been for the last ten years, man. It's just it's who he is. That's who he is, yeah. I don't think Triple H likes him at all, man. I, I, I get it that they're they're putting stuff out in public that he'd be open to it, but I don't know, man. I just I think the way he left WWE um and did UFC and then just got his ass kicked and then basically we had this five year period where everybody's begging for him to come back and then he comes back and pulls all that shit in AEW. I dude, I think that's the end for him, man. I just I don't yeah. I, I just don't understand why WWE would um, muddle up their roster with CM Punk. Like, dude, can you exactly WWE has so much stuff going on right now, like so much good stuff. No, dude. Just so like, why would you just bring in and, and an just asshole? just imagine they bring this fucking dude in 
And let's just say Rollins carries that belt till WrestleMania, and that's the match Rollins gets at WrestleMania. Like, mm-hmm. is CM Punk a big deal? Yeah, that's a gigantic fucking letdown if that's what they're doing, though. <laughs> yeah, for Seth yeah. Rollins, dude. Seth Rollins deserves a way better. He deserves match better, than that. dude. Yeah. Like, exactly. I'm sorry, man. Like, CM Punk deserves nothing at this point. He got everything handed to him in AW, and still it wasn't enough. He still had to complain and and whine. They started a new show just for him. Still fucked that up. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, dude, wh- why are we even talking about this dude at this and, point? And like Seth said, dude, he, he cannot stay healthy. He literally fights. He won the title and then had to freaking relinquish it. Or did he relinquish it or did he just, they have an interim champ? Like, well, he know. was hurt anyways, but then he got, oh yeah. So the first time he won it, yeah, they yeah. had to go interim. Then the yeah. second time he won it, when he forfeited it, he was hurt then also. Um, yeah, it, he's just a mess, dude. I, I wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> I kind of want to see, you know, you brought up Seth's match for Mania. Hopefully they let him just run with that belt till then, dude. I kind of want to see Seth and Gunther and let Gunther keep the belt too. Let's go WrestleMania 6 style, night one main event, world champ versus IC champ, Seth versus Gunther. You know that would freaking slap. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gunther, has Literally. To be the one, Gunther has to be the one to take the belt off Seth, I think. Like, that, that's yeah, the only that, one that, that makes sense. That definitely seems where we're going. And dude, I want to see him, I want to see him take the IC title into that match dude let's let's not i get you know the the desire to like give somebody else the rub but dude i think the biggest match you could have would be to have him rolling in with a you know one year plus undefeated streak going against seth who's probably the he's right there with cody for the biggest baby face you know yeah because who are you gonna have because who are you gonna have to beat gunther before he goes up against somebody at mania dude that's that's the problem they're gonna run into with him is i mean at this point like who is beating gunther like Outside of Roman, I mean, I, and he's a heel, so you can't really. It's not like you know you're gonna have a babyface go there and cheat to beat him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's what yeah, I mean. Like, it, who's beating him? Like, dude, he's on such a dominant run right now. I mean, it's not as dominant as obviously Roman's, but I mean, dude, seriously, like, who in WWE are you looking at? Like, oh, he's gonna beat him. Like, there's nobody. Yeah. I'm thinking Gunther. The only two people I see him fighting at Mania is Seth for the belt, or they give us Brock and Gunther, man, which would would be pretty dang cool. Also, man, dude, I just um, Brock and Gunther would be cool. It would be good, but I just dude, Gunther has to be wrestling for a title at Mania, man. I just, I don't know. No, I feel you. All right, let's get the beverage break, and then we will dive into Wrestle Dream. All right, this is where we talk about what we are sipping on while we pod. Uh, we'll kick it off with Marco. What are you drinking, man? I am uh, sipping on something new. It is uh, I'm going uh, Halloween style tonight. It's uh, Warlock Imperial Pumpkin Stout. It's uh, that sounds like it's got a high ABV. Yeah, it is. It's uh, eight point six. Nice. Jesus, <laughs> it's, it's um, it's already pushing midnight over there in uh, up in Boston, dude. You gonna be able to make it to the end of the show I'll, with us? I'll be, I'll be totally fine right now. It's like eighty degrees, and I'm like sweating all the alcohol out. Okay. So we're, we're good over there. <laughs> but, uh, it's a uh, southern southern tier uh, brewing company. Is the uh, is a, is a, I don't have the uh, ingredients, but I remember it's like it's like graham pumpkin vanilla uh, chocolate and some other stuff in there, and it's actually very good. That sounds awesome. I love I love a good stout every once in a while. There's nothing that you can drink like you know back to back, but every once in a while, when a nice chilly night, yeah, cold stout is the way to go. 
I'm drinking, I think, probably the manliest beverage that's ever been brought to the beverage break oh, in the oh, history oh. of the uh, chick fil <laughs> It oh, is oh, a oh, It is a simply spiked watermelon lemonade. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you're Ooh, definitely manly yeah. tonight. Super manly. That's like... Yeah. This will put, this will put fi- some fucking chest on you right here. Like, Sheena can smell the testosterone yeah, just coming can, off the of me. The testosterone is oozing dude. out of his pores yeah. over here. Jordan, what are you drinking, dude? Uh, I am also sticking with the Halloween theme, dude. I am on a uh, a Halloween beer kick right now. I think I've been drinking Halloween beers for like three weeks. Nice. Um, tonight, Ooh. I'm drinking a Shipyard Brewing Company Smashed Pumpkin Ale. Ooh. Um, this is out. It's Shipyard Brewing, and it looks like it's canned in Portland, Maine, South Burlington, Vermont, and Rochester, New York. Holy shit, dude. I just looked at the ABV on this. A little, little peek behind the Jordan Wells curtain. On Wednesdays, I do uh, what's called networking, and we just go to the bar and drink for, I don't know, four hours. And then we went to dinner with my dad, and I drank some more tonight. And then I just cracked these. These are 9.0 uh, oh, ABV. Be, be oh, my God. <laughs> last, nuts, last 20 minutes of the show is going to be just me and Sheena while we hear uh, Jordan <laughs> and Marco just gently snoring in the background. Yeah. So. Wow. All right, Sheena, what are you drinking? I had the most boring um, thing of the night. I told you guys I was going to get on the Halloween wagon and I will be on next week. I will bring a Halloween cocktail and or beer to the podcast, but I'm drinking out of an orange cup. So that'll bring a little bit of holiday spirit, but I'm having some high quality H2O tonight. Um, like I said, it's, just I wasn't feeling the best tonight, so I'm just trying to stay hydrated and, you know, I, I, somebody's got to lead this show with all you freaking alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, Sheena. I thought that was a segue to you announcing you were doing Sober October. And <laughs> knowing you as the horror queen to the me, the horror king... I yes. would have literally probably just told you guys to kick me off the show if Sheena said she was doing Sober October. Because in the last like 10 days, I've heard like 20 people say they're doing Sober October. And Which is fine. I feel If you no, feel like no, you no, need no, to do no, Sober October, no, no. then that's totally fine. It's, However, it's, yes. It's the quitters, dude. It's, it's football season. It's spooky season. Like, dude, this is like the, the best month of the year. Like, the weather's changing. Like, it's fire pit weather. I, uh, it, I, it I is lose nice, a lot of dude. respect for people when they tell me they're and doing I love, October. I love the fall flavor profiles. Like, I just love all of, like, the spices and, like, the warming. I, I, it's all it's all for me. So, next week, I will, I will come correct. But, yeah, tonight, like I said, we got a late start. Um you know, a little under the weather. And uh, so, yeah, keep keeping it clean tonight. Speaking of spices, maybe next week you can do a cocktail with the uh, the KFC rum that we got. Yeah. From our buddy uh, Phil yeah. In the UK. Uncle Phil from o- across the pond sent us some um, KFC. What, what was the actual <laughs> Dead name? Man, of it? Dead, Man's, Dead Fingers Man's Fingers is the name right. of the actual distillery that makes, they make a bunch of different rums, but they partnered up with KFC to do a KFC inspired rum. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not supposed to taste like chicken or anything. It just it's uses, just uses like inspired the, the spi- by their blender yeah, of spices. It's supposed to be like a you know a, a savory peppery butterscotch type deal. Yeah, it's um it's okay. It's yeah. Know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I thought we were going to save it for next week. I was I was trying to give them a little the listeners oh. a little tease, but I guess Sheena's let y'all behind the curtain. Yeah, we took a little. We sip. tried it this I mean, afternoon at room temp. You know, while we're just chilling in the backyard, nothing, and, and it was it was just fine. It tastes like a normal spiced rum. Maybe if you put it in a cocktail, you can kind of open up some of those flavors a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't super impressed, but still cool because now I can say I've tried KFC rum. That's true. Um, yeah, ready to talk some AEW? Let's go. 
Yeah. All right. So on Sunday we had uh, Wrestle Dream, AEW Wrestle Dream, and what are your what were your overall thoughts of Wrestle Dream? So this I, is probably the least promoted pay per view AEW yeah. done so far, but yeah. I still thought it came off like a big deal. I like the uh, Antonio Inoki tribute before the show <laughs> with cool. his family. I thought they should have leaned into it a little bit more. You know, this was kind of Inoki uh, inspired. I thought they should, you know, give us a couple little video clips, you know, here and there between matches, some of Noki's highlights, because yeah. Yeah, dude, there's be cool. a lot of American fans that don't know. Dude, Antonio Noki, he's like, I mean, as far as international wrestling goes, he's right there with like Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair for the biggest stars of all time. So yeah. I, w- I was kind of expecting a little bit more, you know, I thought it was going to be kind of like those old school um, WCW Slamboree shows back in the early 90s that honored the legends. But, uh, you know, presentation wise, production wise, it was cool. It was it wasn't too far outside from most of the other AW pay-per-views we saw, but I thought it was fine. Sheena, I have, a, I have a question for okay. Sheena, though, before I give my breakdown here. Um, how many matches did you make it through before you were wrestle dreaming? <laughs> <laughs> so, OK, so a little peek behind the curtain here. So we started watching it. We were out on the patio. Everything was going good. Well, then I had to go put Stella to sleep. Right. So I went upstairs and laid down. She had to sleep. tuck her into bed, not yeah. put her to sleep like Ken Shamrock, Steve Blackman. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah, go to sleep. Yeah, I didn't put her in a coquina clutch. Yeah. Um, but so I laid her down and put her to bed, tucked her to bed, you know. Um, and then I freaking crashed out while I was laying down with her. And then I came da- back down and Seth was like, dude, you missed like four matches. <laughs> so Damn. I stayed up. Yeah, for the- she was literally gone for like an hour and 20 minutes. And I'm like, you know, aggressively watching the match, staying engaged on the live thread. Updating the spreadsheet for the Foley Picks League, and she's like, "What I miss?" And I'm just like, "Dude, go on Twitter and just look it up." I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I, said, oh, I enjoyed the show. I thought I had been asleep like 30 minutes, maybe, and yeah. then I come downstairs nah, and it's like, "Dude, you missed half the show." I did enjoy the show, but it was definitely like you know that it had the AW pay per view thing where you're just getting pummeled with awesome action back to back to back, and it can be a little bit exhausting. So yeah, you know, it's just it's tough to kind of muster up the mental energy to kind of recap, uh, you know, an hour <laughs> yeah. and 15 minutes of an AW pay per view on the fly. Yeah, so, yeah, there's your uh, answer. I got to see, you know, go ahead. I I was going to say, but having said all that about Sheena probably falling asleep during this show, because, I mean, I basically figured that's what happened when you stopped commenting in the live thread. I was like, (laughs) well, Sheena's asleep, and Seth wasn't exactly saying, like, oh, Sheena really enjoyed that last match. Like, nope, just nothing. (laughs) She's gone. Uh, (laughs) Which I honestly think is pretty normal for you, because those shows are just so long. Like, Dude, the the AEW pay-per-views, you can guarantee I'm going to at least fall asleep for one to two matches. Like, it's it's a given, because, dude, AEW runs long and like Seth said it's just mentally taxing because there is so much going on and there's so like there's so much like high flying action in AEW that I feel like sometimes I'm just like yeah you just get overstimulated and that's one thing I know it sucks for the fans in the arena but I do kind of appreciate the way that the WWE pay-per-views in the Nick Khan era it's usually been like you know, an eight to 10 minute break between every match. Sometimes you end up getting a little bit longer than that, where they'll do a couple like just random video segments, maybe like a backstage interview. And then you get back to the match. Cause I feel like it gives me a chance to kind of recover, you know, re- yeah. refill my drink and get hyped up for the next match. Whereas, you know, AEW is great also, but I just definitely feel like, you know, there's uh, that episode of the Simpsons where Homer uh, gets sent to hell and he's just getting, you know, donuts, because that's his favorite thing, like shoved in his mouth four at a time, nonstop. That's kind of what I feel like when I'm watching AEW, because none of the matches are bad, right? The yeah. matches all kick ass, but they're just coming at you nonstop, dude. It's just yeah. kind of, you know, wearing your senses out. 
I think that's why I like AEW so much, honestly, because it, it, it and it, it's funny that they did the Inoki tribute because, I mean, this felt like a Japan show. There there was no yeah. talking at all. Like the match ended, the next guys were coming out. Like there was no, like you said, there was no break in the action at all. Like it, there was like a one minute break and then the, the next guy's entrance music was hitting. I liked it, man. It, it's just... This is the thing I always tell Seth when he's like, man, I just don't, I don't know how wild I am about AEW right now and things like that. I'm just like, it's not supposed to be WWE. Like, they are not yep. trying to be WWE. All AEW wants you to do is watch wrestling. They don't care about the rest of it. They don't always do the best with story building. I, I'll admit that. I feel like they've gotten better since CM Punk left, but yep. I love this show, man. I just... Like, for what I want to watch, if I'm watching five hours, I want it to be five action-packed hours. I don't want, like, two hours of talking in the middle of a pay-per-view. Like, if you're paying for a five-hour show, it better be a five-hour wrestling show. So, as usual, dude, AEW delivers on pay-per-views. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you on that. And if 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 you don't watch any, like, New Japan, like, shows, like their pay-per-views, um... It kind of, it it kind of doesn't train your brain to like what AEW does with their pay per views because they're very similar in that sense. And I actually after watching Wrestle Dream, you you definitely get that you know sentiment that they're not that they're copying New Japan, but it it, it kind of has that same flow. It, it's stacked with matches top to bottom. They're not worried about like you know having six twenty minute matches. It's more or less like match after match after match, and that's how most of those uh, New Japan. Uh, pay-per-views are in those shows it's 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 a it's a constant barrage of of uh of matches back to back to back so i think that you know it, it's gonna get take a while for like the you know american audience to get used to that um but i think it's it, like like jordan said it's it's different from wwe don't don't look at look at it through uh i'm gonna take a term from the uh turnbuckle tavern don't have don't have fed brain when you're watching a uh, <laughs> AW uh, show, <laughs> watch it as a just as a wrestling fan, and yeah. I think you'll like it. Won't it won't take you out of it as much? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the back to back action, and I do agree. Like, yeah, you're, you're paying fifty bucks, you want you want a fully loaded show, but yeah, they're just dude, they're just so freaking long, dude. I feel like the shows just go on and on and on. <laughs> I think that's why WWE has shortened their shows to so much too, is because you're not paying for every show. Like yep. Peacock yeah. just spoils exactly. you. Yep. So like a two and a half hour WWE show is not offending you, right? Like you're not getting no, offended. Yeah, you, didn't, you don't exactly. feel like you got cheated out of anything. Like if yeah. they have a five match show, it's like, all right, man, it was a throwaway show anyway. It was five matches. You pay fifty bucks for an AEW show and they throw out six matches. You're demanding a goddamn refund. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like WWE used to do this shit back in the day. There was there was nine matches on every pay per view oh, yeah. because you yep. were paying for it. Like, yep. mm-hmm. I mean, when you're paying fifty bucks, it, it better be worth it because that's what one thing AEW cannot do. They cannot lay off this style because if they do, people are going to stop ordering it because they obviously have a hardcore core audience that are going to order every show no matter what yeah and i they, mean we've or, I mean, we're yeah. yeah we're like we haven't you know, missed one ordered every show yeah, yeah, we haven't we've always say to jordan dude when jordan gets on to me for for hating on aw i'm like dude i i feel like i can say what i want because i put my money where my mouth is i have pumped a lot of dollars and cents into that company man yeah. <laughs> since yeah. they kicked off in 2019 between between figures merch pay-per-views and i enjoy it dude i just we've got we've gone to aw shows yeah we've gone to aw shows i kind of I think I was, 
I, I guess my big problem with AEW, dude, I'm kind of chasing the recent nostalgia. AEW from the time, because, you know, they got started in late 2019. I went on my deployment, man, for the for the Navy at start of 2020. And I got back in July 2020 from from July 2020 until basically when Hangman won the belt in AEW. That is up there for like one of my all time favorite stretches in wrestling, dude. I fucking yeah. love that time in AEW, you know, from the time down in Daly's place, um, you know, during the during the pandemic. I thought AEW was crushing it with doing the best they could with that that whole situation and then coming out of it, you know, up until um hangman won the belt i just i loved that that overarching story with hangman and then everything else that was going on in the mid corner underneath i thought that was awesome and uh you know i felt like the time when, when they, high, dude. yeah when they really put punk in there i just felt like it went down and i don't think it's been back at that level since dude and wwe's kind of just been the same you know what i mean like the bloodline story's been cool but wwe's always wwe so it's just whatever to me but i think maybe that's kind of why i have some a little bit more negativity. Maybe I'm a little bit more unfair to AEW than it should be just because it was so great during that time. And I was like, dude, this is like the can't, best wrestling. Yeah. It was like, can't miss TV. Yeah. And I feel like it, kind of, I feel like, I feel like, viewing. yeah, I feel like it's let me down since then. So mm, maybe, that's, maybe that's where it comes from, dude. I do. I do want to be clear though. I'm not like an AEW hater. I think it would suck if they suddenly pulled the plug on it for whatever reason. It's great. Now, especially now that we got people going back and forth between the two companies. That's yeah, super exciting. For sure. That's funny that you say that about that run of AEW because um, I'll never forget going to that full gear show when Hangman won the belt. Like, I, I just like remember leaving that show. Like, that was the most satisfied I've ever been with a night of wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, man, just seeing Hangman win that belt. And then you guys went to Rampage or, sorry, Dynamite that following Wednesday night. Yep. Yeah. I just remember talking to you guys after that, just like, hangman doing a celebration and stuff in virginia and just how cool that entire week was that he won the belt because i mean hangman was never a guy that we all looked at i mean we all liked him but it was never a guy like the common wrestling fan looked at and was like oh yeah this guy's gonna be champion so when he finally did it it was just such a high moment for AEW, and i just don't understand i said it in the group chat the other night I see so much shit talking about Hangman. Like, what is not to like about this dude? Why do people awesome, hate dude. Hangman, dude? He's good on the mic. Super likable character, man. Can, good looking dude. Yeah, I don't think he's put on a bad match, dude. Yeah, I'm with you, man. That was awesome. And he's he, freaking... Dude, he's, he he always looks like a million bucks, dude. He's yeah. always got killer Here gear. Great. Yeah. Yeah, that was... His, dude, that is, was as over as a wrestler gets when he came out at the start of that Dynamite episode with Dark Order in the ring to, to you know help him celebrate and... He, uh, you know, opens up his his leather fringe jacket, and he's got that Virginia's for Lovers T-shirt yeah. on with the AW belt there. Like, Everybody that pop was chanting was huge, cowboy man. shit, dude. It was, yeah. it was amazing. Hangman was man. I'm looking forward to him. I figure at some point we're gonna get, you know, like Hangman's redemption, and he makes another run at the belt, and it's gonna be awesome, dude. But, uh, mm. but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Hangman's one of the top two or three guys they have in AEW. Yeah. What was your favorite match of the night, Jordan? <sighs> Don't say it, dude. Don't you fucking say it. <laughs> um, and it's say it if you want to. No, dude, no, no. I, will... I, I don't think that that's my favorite, honestly. I just. just what was it? Well, now I want to know. Well, we've been going back and forth about this, dude. So, real quick, for you to match tonight, dude, this is a divisive one, man, which I can appreciate because I'm a huge fan of Sean and Brett's Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12. And I feel like this is kind of in the same vein as that. This is one that, like, if you're a good, you know, if you're a quote unquote good wrestling fan, you're supposed to love this match. But Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr., dude, like you know, 
I never thought this was a dream match. I thought this kind of wrestling was just a snooze fest to me, dude. Like these guys are just, that, you know, they're, they're doing technical wrestling and stuff. It was, that, I don't know, man. And it was, like I said, it was like soccer to me, dude. Right. Like we're told soccer is the biggest sport in the world. And, you know, we got to love soccer, but you actually sit down and watch it. It just puts you to sleep, man. Okay. So just, just before we get into that, that wasn't even like what I was debating on which one I liked the best, honestly. That I loved that match personally, but I, I get it's not everybody's cup of tea. I was between two and and it wasn't it was not that one. Um, All right, so I'm we gonna, just let we just let Seth shit on yeah. uh, Brian Danielson for no, for no reason. reason. It was a fine match. It was a fine match, but like Dave Meltzer's already like you know I really got to take some time to figure out how many stars I'm giving yeah, this. But like he, you know if he's giving it like yeah, six or seven. Okay, like, so, he's here's like super hard so, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. Like the the people that break down wrestling like Meltzer and stuff, like they're watching it a completely different way than we are, right? Like that. Like yeah, they like those transitions and stuff from submissions. Like that's what that's what they're rating a match on. Like that that's the kind of stuff they get off on um but anyway my match of the night and i honestly think this is his best match ever christian and darby was absolutely immaculate and it was perfect um i seriously think that's christian's best match ever like that was the most enjoyable christian match i think i've ever watched in his singles career i want to be clear about that i'm not including when he did tlc and stuff with the dudleys and the hardys but his singles run i think that was his best match that he's had yeah, the work he's doing is insane, man. Like, probably the best heel in the biz right now. Yeah. What about you, Marco? What was your favorite match of the night? Um, man. Yeah, I'm the, I, I'll, I'll preface this by saying, I'm, you know, admittedly, definitely a uh, a fed brain, sports entertainment nut. Love uh, big meaty men slapping meat. That There was none of that yeah. on this show. Had all those no big guys going at it. So I was very disappointed in that. Um, but tiny dudes doing flips, but I'm going to say my favorite match of that night was Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. Dude. I think there's four matches on this card you, that honestly, there's not an argument that it was you, the best match of the night. Yeah. Cause you don't see that type of wrestling, like uh, uh, states. I agree. Anyway. The, match, the match was flawless. And I put that in the live thread, dude, when I was kind of bagging on it and Jordan kind of challenged me, I, I will admit, dude, from a straight up wrestling critic uh, standpoint, the match was flawless. The work was super tight. It was clean. It made sense, but there was just no emotion to me, man. Like, like, why do I care, man? Why do I care about these guys I going at it? And, and I don't think either. Two. I don't think the wrestlers did a great job of, selling the emotion in the match, man. Like, you know, Kenny and Will Ospreay put on a match, uh, you know, came a couple pay-per-views ago. Yeah. It was similar. That was a dream match. And that lived up to it, dude, because oh. Kenny and Will both brought the emotion also. I feel like these guys were just going out there and... I mean, they also had... You got to think, well, Kenny and Will Ospreay also had a match. Bef- they already New wrestled Japan. before, so they already had the chem- chemistry... Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, sense, yeah, I don't think it was the chemistry between between Danielson and and uh, and Zach Saber. I don't think it was the you know they, they clearly could go together. I just I don't know, man. The story I, just wasn't there for me. Yeah, you, you got to give me at least a little something, dude. I loved it, dude. I I love the I love the yeah. transitions in the match. And I'm not even I hate I'm, I don't want to say hate. I'm not a fan of Dave Meltzer. I'm not a fan of Wrestling Observer or you know Brian Alvarez or any of those dudes. So I don't even I don't live and breathe off of you know five stars and all that stupid shit that's not like that's not how i you know go by with wrestling and i just just as a wrestling fan and as a you know me watching sports entertainment most of my life 
Um, and then, you know, recently getting into like, you know, not recently in the sense it's like yesterday, but recently get into like more of the new Japan style of wrestling, more, you know, strong style type of wrestling. This match set itself apart from every other match on that card. Yeah. To me anyway, as far as like, you know, what they did in the ring, as far you know, with the, like, like you said, the transitions, the, they, they did, you know, striking involved, you know, the, they played the story with, um, uh, Brian Danielson's arm, um, being broken. And then, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. Working off of that. It, it was, it dude, just go back and watch it again and, and uh, dude, and see it. Cause it, it's, it's amazing, dude. It's, that, that, it, that match, talking. that match had one of the best spots ever. And me and Seth texted during it when it looked like, uh, when it sounded like Zack Sabre broke Brian Danielson's arm. Oh when my God. Did dude. like the snapping sound. So oh, it's yeah. like, how the hell did they even pull that off? Like, dude, I need to go back and watch that again, dude. So I know you remember Marty Skrull used to do it with the the finger snapping, and the way he, yeah. he revealed it on his podcast with Conrad, he would flap his arms down and was smacking his elbows against the side of his body to make that slapping noise. I didn't see anything in the moment. I didn't no. see anything, and I kind of just no. forgot to ever go back and watch. You need to go back and watch and see if it was there was some sort of slap there we didn't see or if they had it queued up with somebody backstage because obviously it didn't it didn't snap uh danielson's arm but they it was timed up perfectly dude if they brought that sound from somewhere else like freaking yeah that's crazy yeah that was incredible because it definitely sounded like he broke his damn arm yeah it was gross but I, my I, match of the night yeah. go ahead jordan no i was just gonna say i agree with marco like and Seth did say it was flawless. That match was near perfection. Like yeah. as far as like a, a technical wrestling match, and that's what they build it as, is a technical wrestling match. Dude, Nigel sold that match so well on Dude, commentary Nig- too. Like, I, I legit I legit thought uh Seth uh traveled to Seattle and put on a British accent. As much hate as uh, Nigel was spewing at Daniel Bryan, and, Dude, Bryan and I was like, I was like, is that is that Seth putting on a uh, English accent right here on commentary yeah. right now? This dude hates fucking his guts, dude. Hey, when when he pin- <laughs> when Daniel Bryan pinned him, and he's like, well, I guess we know he's not a technical wrestler at all. Like he he had to pin him. That's not a technical wrestling move. I was like, yeah, dude. That was the first thought that came in my head. I was like, dude, that's Seth right there, dude, with an English accent. Just shitting on this guy. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I say my match of the night, man, was uh, Hangman and Swerve, dude. I thought that yeah, was, that uh, was uh, they brought the most. They brought the most story to it. A lot of emotion. I'm a huge fan of both guys too, man. Big win for Swerve, dude. Like I'm. It looks like uh, Jay White's getting the next shot, dude. But sooner or later, we need to see Swerve make a run at that AEW championship. Yeah, I think for so. sure. That's what, yeah, that, I agree. Swerve and Hangman was my match of the night. Too. That, that, that was, was that was. I think that's what I saw I before I went upstairs. Between. That was what I was debating between, dude. Swerve is, uh, dude. He's on another level, and yeah. having Prince Nana dance out to the ring with him and stuff. <laughs> just the whole yeah. presentation of Swerve is like absolute perfection. And I, I've seen, I have never seen Swerve get hated on, and for some reason, like the last three days, I have seen more Swerve hate than I've ever seen in my life. Really? Like, what is there like, to like legitimate hate yeah, or like, like, the, like just people say they hate. don't get it like they just don't understand why he's over oh, I'm like it, did you cool. he can go in the ring he's got a good yeah. look and he looks like he's he looks like he's put on about 20 pounds of muscle oh, he, since he, he left he WWE. Bulked up. yeah he definitely bulked up he doesn't look like shit roast where that's he's, crazy he's <laughs> I, I don't get it dude he he <laughs> is cool. an absolute like I don't know, man. He's just a master of his craft. Like the moves he does, they always look violent. Like when he does that that kick to the side of the head, like it just looks nasty. Cause I you know, know why? 
He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't go. He doesn't do like rapid moves. He like, you know, he does a move and then he'll slow it down or like walk around the yeah. ring. He give you a chance to let it register yeah. what he's doing. And the other thing too is they were booing the shit out of Hangman out throughout that whole match. Hangman's so where was where's the heel for a swerve coming from? <laughs> Hangman's turning heel, hundred percent. Hangman, yeah, that's happening. Heel. Yeah, that was kind of weird that they were booing him, but even yeah. though he's not the uh, the bad guy in that match. Dude, the other thing that I thought was really cool about this, and it was on the pre-show, that they got Josh Barnett to actually do an AEW match. Yeah. Josh Barnett is like the the dude that he only wants to work Japan style. It's, that's just the way he is. And it, it sounded Blood like... Sport, right? That's his indie yeah, promotion? It's, yeah, it sounds like Mox called in a favor for him to do it. Like stuff I was reading online after that show, like Mox asked him to do it, and Claudio apparently really wanted to wrestle him. And uh, Tony's like, there's no spots on the card. He's like, I don't care if it's on the pre-show. I just want to wrestle him. And, dude, they delit for a pre-show match, and it was 10 minutes. It was fucking awesome. Like, it rocked, and it was super different from anything else on the card. Yeah, dude, Josh Barnett is just, he's an interesting dude. Like, he used to be a UFC fighter, and he transitioned to wrestling, and it's just, it's fun to watch, man. Like, I, that is one thing I'm going to say about AEW. Every single pre-show, they have one match that we're like, damn, dude, that was a great match for a pre-show. Like, it happens every time. I feel like me and Seth always comment in the live thread, damn, that was a really good pre-show. <laughs> it's, again, it's just nonstop action. There's there's nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you got four matches on the pre-show in an hour. Like, I know. Was that At one, one point, uh, I was like, are we still in the pre-show? What was, was like, that one happening? last year, dude? I want to say it was it was House of Black against like Eric Rowan, Pac, and maybe Pentagon. Maybe Ray Phoenix was out with injury, dude. Would you remember that one? Yeah, yep. I remember it was a house. I remember it was House of Black, and it was Eric Rowan, and I remember like it just freaking rocked, dude. It was damn near a match of the night. Yeah, I just there's a lot of things that um, Tony Khan does really well, and. I just I, I I don't know, man. I just feel like sometimes he just like over punts what he does, which always sucks. But um, I don't know, man. Like, dude, when you when you could put on a pre show like that, like that's as good as like any other wrestling outside of WWE on the planet. That pre show of those four matches were all like immaculate matches. Like, I mean, you get the acclaimed in a trios title match in the main event of the pre show. And yeah, if I had if I had been on the fence about buying that pay per view, I'm definitely pulling the trigger after after watching that. Yeah, it just is cool, man. It's just and Mox on commentary is absolutely fucking outstanding. <laughs> yeah, he was. He, dude, he's, he's definitely got perfect. a future there. Yeah, just like him calling uh, Josh Barnett an asshole in the middle of the match for like uh, grabbing onto Claudio's arm. It's just, <laughs> I don't, dude. Mox is just Mox can do no wrong in my eyes. Same. All right, so we cannot finish talking about this show without talking about the debut of edge. I don't even, I'm not going to call him Adam Copeland because that's, we thought we knew him. Yeah. We thought we knew him. (laughs) Now he's, now he's Adam Copeland. Uh, yeah. So what, what were your guys thoughts on edge? I, you know what I was, the possibility of him showing up was obviously there dude. but I even picked up my predictions. I was like, no, you know what? He's not going to show up, dude. And I was freaking wrong. So what are your thoughts? Um, 
Oh, yeah, we got to mention one thing before we continue. Also, Aya had a absolutely perfect Picks League card for... You nailed it on a nice. tough, tough card. That's card a tough card, for sure. Too. Like, I, yeah. When it got to the end, I, honestly, that was the first time I've ever just like went down a card and just went with what I thought was the most obvious choice for winning. I put no I, thought into that at all. Dude, my best cards always come that way. Whenever I start doing like, you know, deep diving and like researching and like really overthinking, that's when I always mess up, dude. And when yeah. I just go with my heart, dude... I always have the best cards when I just go with my gut, dude. So yeah. that, there's something to be said about that. As far as the edge thing, I honestly thought we were going to end that show <laughs> with an absolute wet fart when um, Sting came out. I'm like, oh, my God, this is seriously how they're going to end this. <laughs> like, dude, the crowd needs something because Darby just lost. And. Dude, and I'll give Tony Khan credit. He never does that. Me and Seth were texting about it. He never lets a hometown dude lose a title match or a girl. Never lets him lose at home. Like, he cannot help himself. He can't resist that hometown he just, pop. He can't dude. help himself. And he did it. And I'm like, dude, if they don't have Edge come out, I, and I mean, you guys can ask Ari. I kept saying, I was like, this is just such a shitty way to end this show if Edge doesn't come out. I just don't see how this show's a success if Edge doesn't come out. And then they played the the video of him getting into the car. And I was like, holy shit, he actually is going to come out on this pay-per-view. Because, dude, it's one thing to speculate that someone's coming out. But when Edge actually came out to the music and everything. Yeah, it, I don't yeah, know, it wasn't man. even like a change of music, dude. It was and, and like, nuts. I've never seen wrestling Twitter explode more, honestly, than that night. Like, everybody was just so jacked to see Edge there. Because, I mean, again... Seeing Edge leave WWE, the machine, and go to AEW to finish his career, because he's going to finish his career there. Like, this is the end. There, There is no going back at this point. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, it's so cool. And, like, him and Christian have been best friends for 30 years or whatever. It's just, it's awesome to see. I, I'm really happy he's there. And Seth even said it. Seth said, WWE would have given us an Edge and Christian feud, and it would have just been the most, like, Un, un like we nobody would have remembered it after a month. Like AEW is going to give us the proper Christian Edge match to close it out. True. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, dude, I just think it's such. So you got to assume that he's kind of going in the the spot on the shelf that CM Punk was on. They kind of you know toss CM Punk to the trash, like you know Woody after uh, after Andy got Buzz Lightyear. And I think <laughs> Edge is going right in that spot. And just what an upgrade, dude. Because one. He can go better in the ring, and he's absolutely like the antithesis of everything CM Punk is behind the scenes. Now, obviously, 100%. we don't know either one of these guys. We're just going off of what you know the basically the public persona that they present, and everything we've heard their coworkers talk about him. Edge is just such a chill, positive guy. I think he's going to be huge for that locker room. Uh, awesome asset for the younger wrestlers to kind of lean on. And, dude, I think, one, he's still a threat to go as high as you want to go. He could totally win the AEW championship yeah. in a few yeah. months, and nobody would bat an eye. And beyond that, dude, he can put on bangers with other guys and help them get over, right? Even if Edge goes over, he can help the other guys get over by just going toe-to-toe with him in the ring. Um, I just think it was just a 100 million percent upgrade, uh, you know, dropping CM Punk and adding Edge. That's a big win for AEW. And yeah, I think we're going to get the proper final chapter that he just wouldn't have gotten WWE. That's just that's not something that they seem to be into nowadays with the legends. You know, we talked about John Cena's final chapter a few episodes ago, how that's kind of just 
you know, it's kind of just going nowhere, really. Um, you saw Kurt Angle. He went out losing to Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. um, it's, you know, as good as WWE's been the last year and a half, two years, um, you know, really going back the last decade, dude, they just don't give their legends the proper send-off. And I think AW will. Just look at how successful they've been with Sting since Sting came back. Um, and Edge has still got a ton more tread left on the tires than the Stinger did. So yeah, I, I'm super-duper excited to see where this goes. Uh, I, we were at the flag football game, so didn't get a chance to watch it yet but i was kind of just browsing twitter it looks like uh you know we're off on the right foot with him and christian so should be a nice little little mini feud man I, if i'm tony khan i have them do a little little dosey do right now and then separate them and then bring them back together once you know you know time's running time's running short and uh and really close out the chapter with those two guys whether it be together or against each other but i'm excited to see where we go with uh with, with the rated r superstar adam copeland over the next <laughs> next couple of years yeah i mean he's the way the way he's speaking because he kind of uh came out before and he interrupted uh jericho and uh kenny omega's uh interview with uh renee paquette and he kind of said he wanted to be around for the eighth ninth and tenth eleventh and twelfth yeah. anniversary of aew dynamite so i'm not sure <laughs> i don't know he, he <laughs> no. didn't get that many he's he's not i think yeah. he'd be a good on on screen authority figure for sure <laughs> yeah he, he's not gonna be wrestling that long i just think like I, everything that christian told him about aew like you have to like see it yeah. to believe it and, and i think edge will be like a perfect backstage person when he hangs it up and i would imagine he's probably gonna try to run it two more years well he's, um, he did say he wants to help like that's like yeah. a, that was one of his main thing. He's like when he gets it, he wants to you know he wants to help, he wants to develop, he wants to do all those things. He wants to be that guy. He's not going to force you know himself on people if they want to ask him questions, they can do that. But my question to you, Jordan, is what part of Twitter or social media were you on where you seen everyone was pumped for him? Because I seen quite the opposite on that side. I seen oh my god, why did he leave? He sucks. Why would he go to a well, minor league Jordan company? just said that Twitter was – he just said it was blowing up. He didn't Uh-oh. say whether it was good okay. or bad. He didn't say he just whether said, it was good or bad. I just yeah, said he just said that it was – it, it got the rem- WrestleVerse talking. You, you got to remember, I don't follow a bunch of dudes that are only, like, in it to watch WWE. Like, I, I follow the dudes that are in it to watch all wrestling. Yeah. Like, that, that's that's the people I follow on Twitter. That's the people I enjoy. I don't follow follow Meltzer, anybody like that. Like the only dirt sheet dude that I even remotely respect is Sean Ross Sapp for Fightful. Like that's the only person I even remotely respect because he doesn't shit on anybody. He doesn't say anything bad about any companies. Like he'll say like something negative if he thinks like a pay-per-view ended poorly. But outside of that, like, dude, he just enjoys wrestling. And like, that's the kind of people I like to like watch yeah. their feedback on. Cause I don't want to turn off a show and someone be like, oh, God, that was the worst show I've ever watched in my life. Like, if I think it's the worst show I've ever watched in my life, the last thing I want to see is somebody else saying this is literally the worst show ever. Like, I, I want to be able to form my own o- opinion on something. Um, but as just to kind of wrap up this Adam Copeland edge thing. There, there's a few things they have to do. They have to get the Christian thing right. That has to end properly. Mm-hmm. We have to get another Jericho match. We have to have Chris or Edge and Jericho one more time. And I swear to God, if we do not get Edge and Kenny Omega in a singles match at least one time, <laughs> oh, it's gonna happen. Tony Khan is botched city if if he doesn't do that. And Edge's last match in AEW should be him and Christian versus the Hardys. Like they have to at least try it. It might be horrible, but they at least have to do it. Yeah. 
You have to keep Jeff Hardy from getting any more DUIs between now and then. So. That's true. That's Hopefully it's easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. All right. So we'll wrap that up, put a bow on it, and let's get in the fast lane to fast lane real quick. We're gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do um, a quick lightning round with the five matches that we have announced. So um, everybody just go around the horn and say your picks. Yeah. So um, we'll start with Seth freaking Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura, last man standing match for the World Heavyweight Championship. I'm going with freaking. 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 All right. Unanimous decision for freaking. Uh, we got John Cena and L.A. Knight versus the Bloodline, Jimmy and Solo tag team match. With all respect to Solo, this is the Bloodline B team. Cena and L.A. Knight's yeah, going over. Yep, yep, Cena and LA Knight. There's no yep, way same. they're bringing Cena back and L.A. Knight's still so over. Like, there's just no way. Yep. I think I think this leads to Cena and L.A. Knight. Maybe at Survivor Series. That'll dude. be good. You know, they kind of... They teased it a little bit last pay per view. LA Knight cool. seemed like you know he didn't seem like he was really feeling getting the rub from Cena, right? Like he didn't yeah. sell, he didn't sell it at all. So I, I kind of yeah, see them Cena winning this. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to see them win win this, and then Cena and LA Knight at Survivor Series. That's a big time match. Yeah. All right, we got EO Sky versus Oscar versus Charlotte Flair triple triple threat women's match for the WWE <laughs> Women's Championship. <laughs> Seems like EO's cooled off big time since winning it. That's kind of been the MO last couple of years, man. Like you win the money in the bank championship winners don't have any steam behind them whatsoever. Yeah. Winning doubt, pick Charlotte. Charlotte Flair. I say I'm Charlotte, Charlotte gets it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go Charlotte as well. Dude, Oscar has cooled off so much too. Like I just I don't know what happened, man. It's just Dude, they're the whole the women's division on both sides, man, sucks. is just like it's yeah. I, I mean, the talent is there, right? All three of these ladies are fucking awesome, dude. This is probably three yeah. of the top, you know, six or seven women's wrestlers in the world in one match. But um, you know, they need to just send them all down to NXT, dude. The NXT women's division is awesome with way you know, less experienced ladies, dude. They're just giving them more attention and giving them actual storylines and stuff. Um yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on because Triple H has always been a pretty big proponent of uh, women's wrestling, what we've seen. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I, I, I say Charlotte wins, though, just because, you know, she's in the match. And yeah, you almost always got to think she's Charlotte. got a serious shot at winning it. Will it be 15 this time? Or? Yeah. Yeah, 15. Yeah, she's yeah. she's going to get to 30 easily, I think. All right. So we got the LWO versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. I'm calling them the Suit Profits now, man. The Suit they, Profits. Uh, they, they switched it up. Yeah, I, I think you know Bobby kind of gave the he gave Angelo and Montez a glow up. Well, no, no, no. He gave him an ultimatum. He said oh. they need to show him something, uh, or or you know he's gonna yeah. do something. So <laughs> something, uh, lots of something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think uh, I think I think they win, man. I think Bobby and the, yeah, the Street Profits get the I'm dub. going with Bobby and the Street Profits. Yeah. Can can I explain to you how much I hate that this much talent is in a throwaway match? Because this is a throwaway match. Let's not call it anything other yeah. than that. It's like a SmackDown like, match. Like, dude, why yeah. is Santos Escobar in a goddamn six-man match? That dude, I just, I, I do not understand. He's awesome. I'm with you, dude. Him He's what Montez, Andrade was supposed to be. Dude, him yeah. and Montez Ford in a singles match would I was be gonna a say, million Montez, times better yeah. than this. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was hoping you were going to bring up Montez because, like, like, the fact that Montez is still freaking dude, the, yeah. lingering around the tag division is just it's just unbelievable. He, Montez had his breakout performance back in February at the yes. Elimination Chamber after really almost two years of people saying, like, dude, this guy yes. is a future WrestleMania main eventer. 
and we're in October and he's still doing the tag team thing, man. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you, dude. I don't know what's on. And same thing with Santos, man. They've been kind of dropping little bird seeds, man, that him and Ray, he's going to turn on Ray, but it hasn't happened yet. And dude can go, man. Like we, you know, we were sky high on Andrade, but then Santos came up, came up right after Andrade left and he was like yeah. Andrade in the ring. Plus he can go on the mic, dude. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sky high on Santos Escobar also, man. Yeah, this, I, I agree with you, dude. This is a ton. And even Bobby Lashley, dude. Like, Bobby Lashley's freaking awesome, man. He's a main eventer as well. Like, yeah, I, this is kind of kind of fucked up. Dude, we're in a weird spot with WWE because they want... I mean, it's pretty clear what they're doing. Like, they want a lot of factions and things like that. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would just disagree with that. Like, they've got 10 different factions in WWE right now. And yeah. The tag division is so bad. This is such a bad tag division. And I think it's it's screwing Montez, dude. I just don't think they want to break him up. Because once they break him up, what the hell are they going to do with Angelo Dawkins? Yeah. I mean, when does that ever matter? No, I I get it. No, you're not wrong. But the problem is, is like they've shown every time they break up a tag team, one of the guys just completely falls off the the radar. Like when they broke up uh, Otis and Tucker, like Tucker just completely released six yeah. months later. He's yeah. gone. Like that's going to be the same things that happens to Dawkins. And in real life, like Montez and Dawkins are best friends. So imagine if they break these guys up and in six months they release Dawkins. Like, dude, what's to say Montez is like, dude, I'm not signing another contract. I have to go somewhere else. If like this is how you're going to treat. I don't people. know. Dude. I mean, I think I'm just telling you. way better than yeah. Tucker Knight. I agree though, but. But they do need to be very careful with how they book Angelo. Whatever the first angle he does after the breakup, and maybe they don't even have like a, they don't have to break up. Maybe they just go their separate ways. But I agree with you. Angelo is definitely at risk because Montez is just a, he's a super duper star, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. He, he is the biggest star. But I, I, all things considered, I'm going with Lashley and the Street Profits. I just, again, I don't understand why this match is happening. It's just completely pointless. All right, Marco. Did you say Bobby and Street Profits? Yeah, the uh, okay. yeah the street street business or something like that. Yeah, the street the street business. Uh, next up, uh, we got the Judgment Day: Finn and Damian versus Cody and Jay. So this is for the belts. yeah the undisputed tag team mm. championship. I think this probably ends up being match of the night. Interesting. I think we have you know we know Solo and Jimmy are going to be in the house. Uh, there's heavy, heavy seeds planted that Cody is heading over to SmackDown sooner or later. And I think we see a, a little rekindling of some bloodline action, man. I think Solo and Jimmy make their presence felt Judgment Day retains. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they gave Dom back the North American Championship and all, I think they're going to uh, run with this Judgment Day thing a little longer. So going with, going with Judgment Day. Speaking of the tag team division being absolute ass in WWE right now, <laughs> had to put Cody and Jay together to give you a decent tag team match. But I know, yeah. isn't that crazy? The Judgment Day is winning, but this is absolutely stupid. Like, why are we, I mean, we've done this like five times this year where they've just thrown a tag team together to wrestle for the tag titles. Like, I, I just yeah, don't. Yeah, and these are two main eventers. We, we literally have main event Jay Uso. I mean, and this is the top Cody, two baby faces. Cody on, freaking you know, Rhodes. Along, along with Seth, that's your three top baby faces on uh, on Raw. And that tells you what you have in the tag division right now. That, that That's who they have to put in this match because there's no steam at all in the tag division. Yeah. It's yeah, bad. The, uh, one thing one thing to worry about, man, they have not been making a big deal at all about Senor Money in the Bank. And we got a last man standing match in uh, for the championship, which totally lends itself to a cash oh, in. Yeah. 
Um, oh, yeah. I was not even thinking about that. And this that. is like this is like the definition of a nothing pay per view. And the, the quick way to make make a nothing pay per view into a something pay per view would be a cash in. So I'd be on the mm. lookout for that. I still got a feeling. I can't put my finger on exactly how they make it happen. I got a feeling Damien is is failing on his cash in. That's just the vibe I got. I don't see him holding the the world championship. You know, in any uh, in any kind of you know when I look in the crystal ball. Um, but I would be seriously worried about a, about a cash in tonight if I'm Seth or, or on Saturday night, if I'm Seth or, or Shinsuke. I, I think, uh, Damien's going to cash in at crown jewel. I think they're going to give the, the audience there, the, the cash in there. I think Nakamura and Seth are going to run it back one more time in Saudi. <laughs> and I think that's when Damien Priest wins. Yeah. We have not had a cash in in Saudi. So yeah, that, that does make some sense. Uh, Shane, do we got some listener mail? Oh, yeah. All right. Our first listener mail comes in from James Zushi. He says, is the NXT pay-per-view better than Monday Night Raw? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. is and that this, even that's a question? From, that's 100%. coming from the Raw... Yeah, that's coming from Marco, who hosts the Raw down every week. So that's a definitive, that's a definitive <laughs> yes. yes. Um, should we get a best of seven Danielson versus Sabre Jr., Seth? Yes. Yeah, we should. So I can DVR it. And then every time it's time for bedtime with my kids, I got something I can throw on. And I know they'll doze off within about, you know, 12 to 15 minutes. Oh, and that's from Sam Rosenthal. Did I say that? Yeah. Um, Sam Rosenthal also says, how do you think the raw writing room works? I think they have, I think they have uh, beat us all to death with a variation of Jay, Cody, Owens, and Zane versus the judgment day. Is there really no one in the room that says, guys, maybe we need to do something different this week. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I don't know. I just imagine them with a big, like, you know, the little bingo um, Turner thing. And they just like pull out, you know, they already have set that you're going to have Jay, Cody, um, Owens and Sammy there, and then they just they just do a bingo roller for everybody else. See, I don't know. Th- this is my thing about WWE is like they do get a lot of things right, but when they get things wrong, i.e., this exact question, I, it it just gets so repetitive, and it's it's just not good. Like that's where we're at with the tag t- team titles right now. It's it's not good. Like I don't, especially this is, time of yeah, year, dude. Like the the basically like post SummerSlam yeah. to the Royal Rumble is always like the freaking doldrums of the WWE where they just they go super low effort on the booking. I feel like this yeah. time of year it's always you, you always, always get in these grinds yes. where it's just these repetitive ass matches over and over, dude. We're, when are we just gonna have Owens and Zayn freaking turn on each other, dude? dude like we're we're six something. We're six months past WrestleMania. They took the titles off the Usos. And they have done absolutely nothing with them in six months. Like that's where we're at with the tag division right now. Yep. And I like I don't know how anyone can disagree with that. It's horrible. They threw the tag titles on Judgment Day just because they were over. There was no other reason behind it. Like that that was the entire yeah. reason because they thought it would get a Sammy pop. And, uh, go ahead. Yeah, Sammy and KO. They had the match against Roman and Solo. And then they had the match where they lost the belts. That's the only two things I remember them doing the, that entire reign. That's what my point. So it's been six months, and we can remember about two things from this title from the the tag team division tag since team. then. Like it's just it's in a horrible spot. I mean, it, the fact that WWE keeps saying they're taking the tag team division serious and tag team wrestling serious, and everybody wants all these tag teams to go to WWE for what? 
Like yeah, they don't yeah. care about the tag division. It's obvious. I just wish they would say it. Yeah, just say. Well, what. I mean, you had the Viking Raiders and New Day have had like sixteen matches. Yeah, and those have been really good. Th- that's the thing, <laughs> is, dude. If for WWE for not doing the tag division well, AEW like kills the tag division, and it's always done well. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're a tag wrestler, me, did we talk about this the other night about the Usos or something, Seth, when we were talking about the Usos possibly going to AEW at some point? Like, if you're those guys and you're watching that tag division over there, why would you not want to go there eventually? Like, yeah. you're going to get to yeah. wrestle the Bucks and FTR and all those guys. Because, I mean, I know everybody's getting all excited about everybody becoming a free agent, but why would FTR go back to WWE other than money at this point? True. Yeah, there's no reason. Yeah, the crazy thing is that, dude, they had the tag belts main event WrestleMania. That felt like we were really doing some of these. For the first time in, in WrestleMania history, the tag team championships main evented, and then it just kind of went nowhere. So, yeah, I'm with you. That, that was super disappointing. <coughs> and, and I got off up at least a weak defense for WWE. KO was injured for, you yeah. know, he, he was way less than 100% for a while there. But, you know, that being said, it didn't feel like there was, you know, a ton of really cool stuff that was about to happen before he got hurt. Yeah. Brett Charles says dream matches for Edge and AEW. Uh, Jordan already shared some. What about uh, Seth and Marco? What are your dream matches? For I Edge? think that you know Kenny is obviously that's yeah. the dream match for everybody. And then the other one's MJF. I think him and MJF will be able to do some crazy Ooh. character work on the mic. And I think once they go in the ring, it'll be really, really good. Edge is great at doing the in ring story work. And same thing with MJF. MJF's probably the most WWE like wrestler. Um, in AEW as far as like really going over the top with the gimmicks and telling the stories within the match. And uh, I, I think him and Edge will be able to do something crazy. I would love to see him and Hangman too. Yeah. I do. I just like watching Hangman wrestle, so it doesn't matter who it is. And I just want Edge to wrestle all the top guys in the company. So Yeah. he's. A, I, think, uh, I think he said something like he wants to like, uh, like go to New Japan and wrestle like, you know, Okada – um, yeah, so all the guys over yeah. there. And- Imagine what they do for Forbidden Door next year with Edge. Like, <sighs> yeah, it might be Okada. You never know. Man, an Edge and Okada match for the main event of Forbidden Door. God damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rob Sly, just a little comment from Rob Sly. Said, oh, the kind of just piggybacking on what Brett said. He said, "Who do you want to see Adam Copeland team with, and why do you think their name should be rated FTR?" <laughs> he's been a big fan oh, yeah. of those guys since they yeah. were first starting off as their rivals in nxt so and hey they need a you know they need a legend mentor you know cm punk was their guy so they uh yeah they, they could totally like i said just throw edge right there with them yeah i'm for that i like the name Randy i could FTR. see them being trios champs at some point oh Dude, that would be awesome. Imagine them taking the belts off the acclaimed, having Billy Gunn and Edge wrestle in an AEW ring for the trios titles. <laughs> Jesus. Jamie Wills says, with Ray Phoenix holding a singles title and Lucha Bros stuck in a bit of obscurity, would you split them up and how would you do it? More importantly, who gets custody? <laughs> I see what you did there. Nice. Who gets custody of Pac? Would Mommy Ray uh, have him... Would Mommy Ray have him full time with Daddy Penta getting occasional chaperone meetings? Would uh, would really give new meaning to Pac's nickname, Bastard? Wow, <laughs> great Lord. question. I appreciate all the thought going into it, dude. To me, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon—they've always been kind of come and go as a tag team. Like I, I look at them as they're like a hybrid, right? Like they're awesome when they're a tag team, but they can just go and be singles wrestlers 
with no big deal. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you need to split them up. Just let them go and do it, and they can do they can they can kind of come and go as they please. And I don't know. I'll let Jordan figure out the custody issues with Pop. Okay. <laughs> I, this is what I was going to say about the Lucha Bros. As great as they are as a tag team, I think those two are just better off as singles wrestlers. They yeah. are a great tag team, but dude, Penta and uh, Ray Phoenix in singles wrestling just absolutely throw it down. So I'm fine with them splitting them up. As far as who gets the bastard, I mean, does it really fucking matter? He's just going to get hurt again in a month anyway. <laughs> Are we going to really? Gonna, or, he's definitely overall. He's definitely been a letdown in AEW. Like yeah. it's awesome when he's there, but like it seemed like he was going to be one of the key main event players yeah. when they were first starting yeah. off. And dude, honestly, I think he's one of the guys that was booked better in WWE. He was super dominant. I know he was frustrated because they kept st- they kept him stuck in the cruiserweights. But that dude was as dominant as, as Brock Lesnar his last year on in WWE. Yeah. When he was the king of the cruiserweights, his uh, yeah. nickname, that was sick. That his was sick gimmick one. was so fucking bad when he wore that cape and stuff to the ring. Oh, uh, yeah, no, when he was just the man metal. that gravity forgot. The man that gravity, gravity forgot, oh, my God. He, when he came back as the heel, though, and yeah. was just dominating yeah. yeah. on 205 Live with the cruiserweights, that was badass. Yeah. Putting on you know the yeah. best match at a lot of pay-per-views in 2017. I mean, yeah. he still has one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Him and Kenny Omega in a 30 minute Iron Man match in Kansas City for AEW. Like that match was absolutely incredible. So I'm not going to say he's a complete disappointment. He just can't stay healthy, is his biggest problem. Well, he got a, didn't he get a weird start? I can't remember if you just if you mentioned this, but yeah, didn't he have like some travel stuff? Well, that he really... wasn't on double the first double or nothing. He wasn't there because he was supposed to be fighting. Hangman. Was he supposed to be fighting yeah. Hangman? Hangman. Yeah. He was fighting Hangman at double or nothing to determine. He had visa uh, they were basically was he like, like passport. It was basically going to be a like a four person tournament between Jericho and Kenny Omega and Hangman and, and Pack and. Uh, and yeah, he had some sort of travel issue and couldn't make it. Yeah, so that's why Hangman just kinda... ended up winning that battle royal on the pre-show. All right. Um, Jamie Wills also says, why Why have they taken Jay Uso out of a tag team uh, to give him a tag team match at the first opportunity? That's just that's <laughs> booking at its finest, dude. Yeah. Uh, Sam Say Rosenthal no more, piggybacked and said, why do Cena, AJ, and LA care about... Um, Jay and Solo, or Jimmy and Solo, I guess, if Roman has no involvement in this. Yeah, Bloodline Center of the WWE Universe right now, man. Yeah. You want to be on the That's island of relevancy, get involved with the Bloodline. Yep. Sam Rosenthal, are any of you buying the Bendies or LJN? I just don't see the need to go back in time and especially get a current guy in that form when we just got the modern version. Well said, Sam. Well said. I yep. agree. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying I'm, any I'm of these. I'm out on the... I'm out on the Bendies, man. I may do a Bendy collection way down the road. The LJNs, I'm not in on right now just because just because I don't have an LJN collection going and the price is a little bit prohibitive. Those things are expensive. Um, but I got a feeling I may end up regretting that, you know, a year or two from now if I do start going down the LJN line because I'm a fan that is of so, what that they've is been the doing most so Seth far. thing of all time. He'll like yeah, be like, I'm no, at- when he can get him at retail, he's going to be like, nah, you know what? I'm not getting in on that. And then in two years when they're twice as expensive, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go back and get those freaking nah, LJNs, dude. I'm I don't know how well they've been that. doing on sales wise, though. I, I feel like you may be able to end up finding these, man, down the road. I feel like a lot of people are jumping in on, on the hype right now and are going to be like, you know, why? Why did I buy these? Seth, is this he, is this is one I'm talking you out of. If you ever start talking about it, this, this is a <laughs> this is a foolish decision. 
Is he talking about the newer ones that are coming out? The new. Yeah. He's talking ones? about the. So he's talking about the the major pod bendies and the LJNs, and then there's the new WWE. I can't remember which company it is. It's WWE DTG. partnered with some companies. TPG yeah, and is dropping. Yeah, dropping fully licensed bendies yeah. also. No. No. I'm out on all that. I'll, I'll pass yeah, on anything he, he, bendy LJN. Like I don't. I don't need anything else in my collection. I, I will adamantly talk Seth out of doing anything with either yeah, of these. Yeah, I mean a. a f- a full like an uh, original LJN collection. I can no. get down with that, but uh, yeah, remakes. The, uh, no, no remakes. Mm-hmm. Not here for that. I love the concept. I'm glad it's there for the people who want it, but not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Hertzler. Even though it's always spooky season in my house, same here. Yes. What all spooky movies are you planning to watch? Uh, so we have we have a whole list. So you know we do our little spooky season film fest. I mean we're we're game to watch a spooky movie any time of year. Kind of like you, Zach. But during like September and October, we really just hone in and watch all the freaking you know scary movies that we can. Um, but we recently watched. So obviously we watched the classics. We watched Scream and Halloween and Trick or Treat and like you know all the the classic scary movies that we know and love, but we've been kind of getting off our beaten path recently. We watched us. Was it called us? Yeah. yeah. That's, us. That's a good movie. It was, it was really good. It was not what I was expecting. I was expecting more of like a strangers, like just straight up home like invasion. home invasion type uh, movie, but it ended up being a little bit more convoluted than that, which was, which was cool. Um, we watched Hellbender, which mm. have you seen that Jordan? I have not seen Marco? that one yet. No. It's, it's good. It's slow in the it's beginning. Different. It's very different. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it it seemed like when the movie picked up, like it was like over. Like you know, as soon as you realize like what was kind of going on, it's closer on. to like a like an episode of like an anthology series, yeah. than like Black oh, Mirror or yeah. something like that. That it is. I like did. Like I did see your review on that sheen, and uh, it didn't give me high hopes for it. No, and like check I said, out Barbarian though. We watched Barbarian yes, last weekend. You will like that Barbarian. was awesome, dude. Yes, you will like Barbarian, um, Jordan for sure. Marco, yeah, check it out because it's definitely like the popcorn i think it's like, on h it's on hbo max right now or, yeah. or just Hell, max as it's called now is hellbender like a series or is it a movie it's no, a movie it's a movie and it's like a family produced like independent film okay. you know what i mean it's beautifully shot like you know like it's a, a cool it's a cool movie but it's i don't know it's it's like it's like the type of movie that you know critics really love but then when you yeah. sit yes. down to watch it with a bowl of popcorn you're like eh I don't know. Yeah. I but Barbarian Barbarian was badass. And I, I think Barbarian's watch one of those that will yeah, Barbarian's one that will please like you know your average horror movie like fan dude i think yeah. it's you know because it, it's so crazy because you feel like it's going one direction and it takes a fucking left turn and you're just like holy holy yeah. shit like what are what are we watching here <laughs> um so that that's been really good and then um oh i was gonna say something else and i totally just like had a blank maybe I'll, maybe i'll remember it while we're doing trivia I, but yeah have, uh, what are you guys watching i have um i have a new trilogy for everyone to watch if you haven't if anyone hasn't watched these yet it's um i'm sure you've heard of the uh, Terrifier movies. Oh my god, yet. those movies are awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Those are like my favorite. So it's it's all it's, so it's three movies. It's All Hallows Eve. So All, all Hallows Eve is the first mm. movie in the series. So that one's yep. more of like a kind of like an anthology where it's like different stories, but they all connect with this clown called Art the Clown, um, which leads to the next movie, which is Terrifier, and that's all about Art the Clown, and then Terrifier Two, which is. Got, got like rave reviews across the board. If you're into gore, it's a gore um, movie. Yeah. It is a yeah. It's it's I, I'm I know I'm getting old because I'm watching some of this stuff and I'm like, 
you think you can I'm not throwing up or anything, but it's just like it's some of the stuff yeah. is hard to watch. The shit that they do on yeah. these movies, this clown is uh you it's know, it has brutal. a supernatural aspect to it as well as the like, is it, like that's it's on a, our list, right? I think we yeah. have it. Yeah, yeah we, we have it on our list. list. Yeah, dude, it uh, is amazing, yeah. and it's Halloween too. It's about like it's it's based in Halloween, so like all the movies. Oh, I love that. It's all it, Halloween themed. So y- you guys will love those movies. Those oh yeah, movies oh, are man. Th- those movies oh. like those are the gore type of movies that like uh, makes uh, Rob Zombie come in his pants. Like yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> it, it, it seems like they shouldn't even be making this type of movie in this day and age. That's what that's what types of that's what type of movie these are. It's like. Yeah, it, it gets a little uh, gets a little crazy. Has has any oh, uh, so like what? we we were like big proponents of going to see every new Saw movie in the theaters, and, and even though it just like completely jumped the tracks and it just it, it got so bad towards the end. I heard the tenth one is the second best Saw movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's in theaters right now, the second best Saw ever. Second best. So the first Saw movie is like one of the greatest horror Classic. movies ever made. Like yes. once you've seen it once, though, like it, I mean, it's obviously not as good the second time. My uh, my question is, Jordan, do you have to watch the other nine no, to be able to, to appreciate <laughs> no, the tenth? No. Is it like tie in all the other nine? I haven't even seen the like um the one that has Chris Rock in it that wasn't even called Saw. I don't remember what it was called, but that was oh, supposedly the ninth one. Spiral. Yep, that's it. It was actually really it was, it was actually really good. It was a it was a different uh <laughs> it was almost like a detective type of movie it wasn't really like a horror but movie. like all i heard is from everybody that like loves horror movies is like the 10th saw that's in theaters right now is just absolutely phenomenal so i think me and Ari are going to try to go see it this weekend hey. are you going to go see um house of a thousand corpses in theater oh come on sheen dog you don't think i already bought I- tickets to that Oh, you're awesome, dude. Yeah, dude, we I considered it. I don't know. It's the, like my The House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects are like my comfort movies. Like I, I, those are just like that's Halloween at its best right there. Yeah, yeah they they have a special place in my heart, too. It was one of the first movies that I think it may have been the first movie that I watched over at your house was House of a Thousand Corpses. And then, you know. The things worked out for us. So um, I was going to tell you, we watched when you, when you talk, start talking about Terrifier and you're talking about it being a trilogy. We also watched the Fear Street trilogy and it is excellent. Oh, so I, I just really, really enjoyed it. It's definitely hits my my vein of horror that I'm into. Mm. It's 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 got a little bit of campiness. Um, but I mean, the story was really good. Everything kind of ties back together. Um, it's just it's good. It's got a it's got a mix of like slasher, witchcraft, like it's got something for camp everybody. Movie. Yeah, camp movie. So yeah, it's got okay. it's got something for everybody. Um, really, really, really good set of movies. And and I really like the casting. You're gonna see a bunch of people that you are yeah. familiar with. Um yeah. so yeah, if you haven't checked out the Fear Street trilogy, um it's it's worth watching. Yeah, it's good. All right, that's a wrap, man. We, uh, you know, apologies to the listeners. We did have a couple of segments planned, but we kind of collapsed because we went heavy on the wrestling talk and we're already pushing two hours now, man. We weren't really uh, <laughs> yeah. thinking this was going to be a long show. Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you on social media. All right, you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. Join our Foley fam and all the fun we're having over on our private Facebook group at chickfoley.com. I want to remind you guys to support our presenting sponsor, Ringside. 
collectibles. They got their Halloween sale going right now. So there's a ton of really, really cool figures at low prices. And you can use code Chick Foley to uh, drop an additional 10% off the already uh, the already low cost. And with that being said, it's oh, time for God. trivia. We got George in the hot seat. I already got a sneak peek at his question. It's a fucking banger. But it, it, you know what? It, it is about ladies wrestling. So it is oh, ladies wrestling. Oh, so, it's in your wheelhouse. so it is oh. in your wheelhouse. This is like ninety. But it's women's right? wrestling from nineteen eighty-seven. Oh, oh my not, god! I got nothing. I'm not, I'm not super. Uh, I'm not super hopeful on his shots on you this. Got okay, this, dude. All right, Jordan, this. you got this, buddy. <laughs> to whom did the fabulous Moolah lose her WWF women's title? In eight nineteen eighty seven. Oh my god! I think you can do it, dude. Oh, uh, uh. dude! I can't even think of any women's wrestlers in the eighties. <laughs> Toss, uh, Toss out any guess. Any dude? The only thing that's coming to mind is like managers right now. Okay. Toss out okay, a okay, guess. Toss out a guess. Come on, you can uh, do it. She, I don't even know if she was in that company. Three, Sherry Martell. Oh! He got it, dude. What a freaking shot in the Whoa, dark, dude. It right. was Sherry Martell. Yeah. I, I, don't ha- I didn't even realize Moolah still had a belt in 87. It was between her and Wendy Richter was my two that were running through my head. Yeah, I think Wendy Richter was already was already gone by that time. Good job, when Jordan. You said, when you said manager, dude, I was like, oh. Go with that oh, feeling. Go with that feeling. Jordan Jordan got a trivia question right. This is a huge moment in Chick Foley show history. Yeah, you know what? This we're, is we're this is an going, appropriately. Hey, we're not going for a streak. Just move it on to the next person. I got one right. Just keep the we cycle are, rolling. Well, this is this is an appropriately themed question because I was once the fabulous moolah for uh, Halloween, um, and I posted it, and it was clearly a controversial costume because you know all the haters came out of the woodwork and told me I was a horrible person for dressing up like the fabulous moolah. I mean, I think. I, I think Moolah did a lot of bad things, but I also, you know, I'm not giving her a pass at all. If we're going to go down the Moolah train, what I will say, she did what she had to do to make a living in the business she was in back then, man. I don't, yeah. I don't think there was any way that she was going to make a living without being the absolute freaking, you know, just ruthless, heartless, yeah. cruel person that she was. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I come down on the Moolah debate. <laughs> I do too, dude. And I mean, I absolutely nailed the costume. So I yeah. was I was not, uh, I, I did not feel bad about that moment at all. Um, and I, I totally agree with Seth. Again, yes, in today's world, everything, it feels very, 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 very horrible and controversial what she did. I'm not giving her a pass either. But, you know, a lot of a lot of men's wrestlers did a lot of horrible shit too. So, yeah, you know, they, and, they, and a lot of them have done it and not been crucified for it. So, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, all right, Sheen, hit us with some closing thoughts. We'll get out of here. Oh, um, closing yeah. thoughts. Go watch some scary movies, friends. Yeah.